0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Who we have with us today is James Kandasamy, who's the CEO of Achieve Investment Group. Now, this company owns and manages several apartments, a few thousand apartments in Texas with about $130 million in assets, and that's all been created from scratch, I believe. And James has been focused on commercial real estate and working on real estate for the last six plus years. And we'll listen and find out about how he got started and how he grew his company. Prior to that, he was an electrical engineer. And he also has a book out, Passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate, which we'll find out from him directly all about. So welcome, James.
1: Hey, Rajiv. Happy to be on your show.
0: Thank you so much. I know you also have a real estate podcast that's been doing really well and we'll get into that. But before we start, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Well, I mean, I, as you know, my name is James Kandasamy, uh, you know, started, uh, you know, on a corporate W-2 job for 22 years and, and moved on to become a real estate investor. You know, we moved to the U.S. almost like 12 years ago. Uh, we're not right now based out of Austin, Texas. We are basically, uh, apartment, um, what we call as apartment deal sponsors or syndicators where we raise money from uh, private investors and we go and buy these commercial buildings and we create an investment structure where we give a uh, uh, passive or hands-off uh, returns uh, to our investors. So our investors doesn't really get involved in any of the real estate uh, work, but they invest, but they get the benefit of uh, real estate investing uh, without being involved in it. So it's called a Uh, passively investing in commercial real estate. So what kind of returns can they expect? So in general, usually if you invest in Texas and uh, if you invest with us, our usual structure is almost uh, 15 to 20% cash on cash return uh, per year. Um and it usually goes on a five year cadence, and on a yearly basis, you probably get like six to nine percent return cash and cash uh, for passive investors and at the end, when we sell, we get the remaining part of the overall return. So we usually target like uh, uh as I said uh fifteen to you know maybe twenty percent cash and cash return on the five year horizon per year right? So you probably will be doing like almost 80 to hundred percent return uh, for five year cadence when you invest in the deals that we usually do. All right. So we'll come back to real
0: estate investing, but let's go back and talk about your 22 years on W2. So what did you do?
1: Yeah, it's all about this show, right? Plan B, right? So, yeah, I started as an engineer. I mean, um, after college, I uh, started engineer in a, in a big semiconductor company, electrical engineering, and uh, I've been working hard. I mean, when you work, you work, right? You you want to get up in life. Mm-hmm. So working, working, and uh, I've always been a, a guy who likes to do new things. So even at my work, I like to go into departments which has a lot of problems because it is so fun to solve problems, right? So... But the problem is I realize a lot of companies doesn't have a lot of problems, right? They And they do not want to have a lot of problems, especially companies which does products, right? They want to do one product and they want to tweak it a little bit only to make a different product and they sell it, resell it, right? I mean, if they change too much, you know, it's going to be a lot of manufacturing problem, design problem, right? So, So a lot of companies don't do that. So that has become a bit monotonous for me. It's a bit boring. Uh, I mean, working on some small, slight variation of products every year, and uh, it is just too boring for me. So I said, "Okay, I'm here in the U.S. and it's a land of opportunity. You know, what can I do differently to make myself more, uh, you know, happy and you know, do more complicated prob- uh, problem solving?" And I was looking at different things. I was looking at stocks. I was looking at, you know, uh, you know, doing some uh, startups, you know, technology startups. And I did all that. I did try to do some technology startup, and I realized I'm not that good at it. Uh, There's a lot of big guys who are really good at software pouring in a lot of money. I was trying to do some educational website startup. Uh, I tried to play the stocks. You know, I thought I'm a smart guy. I'm an engineer. You know, I can know how to solve this problem. The stocks is how difficult is it going to be? Right? It goes up and down. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I realize I always lose money on stocks because stocks plays with your emotion right and nowadays with the iPhone app you know you or any app right you can see stocks every second it moves mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically it takes your emotion up and down every day like especially for me I'm not a I'm not a guy who can put my money and wait 10 years and see again whether my stock went up or not right and and I'm not a guy who likes other people to control my life right I don't want uh, Elon Musk to smoke weed on his uh, on one uh, <laughs> podcast and my stock drops 20% just because he smoked weed. So nothing wrong about him smoking or what. I'm just, you know, I have no control, right? So what's the point of doing that, right? So, and I realized I, I read one big article saying that 19% of stock investors, private individuals, never really make money. So then I realized this is actually a big boy game, right? The stock market, right? So... So I was looking at other investment types and I came across uh, rental houses, right? And uh, I talked to my friend who does rental and uh, he gave me, you know, how to buy rentals and get some returns. And you know, I started doing that. Um, then I got really good at it. And now we, you know, we are now we're buying apartments so from single family houses. We're buying into apartments. So we have become really good. And I can control the whole operation, right? I can make one phone call to fire a bad employee. Right. I can control the income of that apartment. I can control the expense of income just for my direct phone calls. Right. So that's what I want. I want to take charge of my, my own investments rather than giving it to stock market, which I have no control.
0: So, so you mentioned you started off with rentals. So is that where you started personally investing in rental properties?
1: Yes. Yes. We started in 2013. We started buying. Uh, buying rentals. So we almost bought like uh, 13 houses. Uh, we created almost 400,000 of equity. And from there is when we moved to, you know, apartments or multifamily. So when you say we, was that a group or did you start alone? Oh, it's me and my wife. It's just two okay. of us. <laughs> There's no group. So, so right now we own like almost 1700 units, uh, you know, as a single, uh, GP, general partner, my wife and I, uh, which is crazy, right? A lot of times, you know, you have a big group doing this, right? Because this multi multi million dollar deals, right? But we started slowly and we worked really hard and we have investors who really see our hard work and we dig we do we do very well with our track record and you uh, know they have been keep on referring people to us and and uh, that's how we have grown until this big. So so let's talk about this, right? So uh-huh.
0: you, you and your wife decided to get into real estate investing. You uh-huh. picked on a few properties that you could manage on your own. Uh-huh. So how did that transition happen to, from from you personally investing to, you know, getting others to put their money in, uh-huh. you know, together as a consortium and then getting into multi, you know, multi-family or apartment investing?
1: So that's a really good question. So basically what we did is, of course, when we're buying houses, we were buying ourselves, right? You put 20% down payment and you can buy a house, rental house. But there's a lot of calculation on buying a rental house, right? I mean, a lot of people doesn't know rental house business in, in the science behind rental. People just buy another house like your own house, right? They say, oh, I buy a house in my own neighborhood and I, that's my rental. That's not how rental works. There's a lot of price fluctuation. You want to you wanna look for generational renters, not the renters like you, right? So a lot of, I mean, that's what I realized a lot. My friends who buy, who does rental, they, you know, they just try to buy a house like what they have. So basically, we started buying our house on our own, but we also tell other people on how well we are doing, right? So when, when we decided to go into a multifamily, buying multifamily apartments, large apartment complex, uh, we know there's a, there's a, there's syndication, right? Where we can syndicate money from investors who, who are not really doing the work, but they can come in as a limited partner right and we become the general partner right so we put up that structure into an llc and we go and buy this large apartment complex so whatever profit we get from this apartment complex we split between uh, you know maybe like 70% goes to them or 80% goes to them we split among us and um, you know we everybody makes money right so and there's a lot of passive investors out there who are busy working A lot of doctors, engineers, lawyers, business owners, a lot of people, even real estate investors invest with us because they get a lot of tax benefit. And uh, people just love investing uh, passively because they get the benefit of investing in real estate without the hard work of uh, buying rentals. So where did you find your first investor? Oh, that's a really good question. My first investors is when I started doing this single family home. I start when I start talking to people, right? When we, you know, we usually tell, you know, we have to, we, we brag about it, right? Because we are doing a really good job. So we tell others. This is what we did. This is how we are doing it, and uh, we are looking at apartments, and and uh, and people will jump on it. People say, "Hey, James, better let me know if there's any opportunity for me to invest, right?" Because people, as I said, people love investing in this way they, without them doing the work, um, and that's how I'm, I find my first investor by just basically networking. There's a lot of real estate meetup groups. There's a lot of Facebook group. I have a one large Facebook group, almost five thousand members. When you come there, you can find people like me who are doing it, and um, you know. They 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 just network right just networking finding opportunities you know there's nothing really uh, no obligation here right it's just about networking and telling people the opportunity and uh, you know people jump on it
0: so so you said you started this about 6 years ago so you missed that whole 2008 tobacco
1: yeah i missed it I'm, i feel very sad and and that's why because you know now i'm happy because i'm in, in during covid time and now i can put in my resume i went through a recession <laughs> absolutely so i'm happy that you know uh, i mean i'm not happy that covid happens but i'm happy that you know our properties are still doing very well right now during covid and our collections are really still doing very well uh there's no real major impact that we're seeing in our apartment business because uh you know people are people need houses to stay everybody need shelter in place that's why the 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 the, the buzzword right shelter in place and you have to pay for the shelter, <laughs> otherwise you right. don't have shelter to stay. So it's part of a Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, everybody needs a house and yeah. we're still doing very well right now.
0: So did you have any issues with uh, some of your renters not being able to make rent or something like that during this time or not yet?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no, we do have issues. We have renters who have lost their job, uh, who have lost their part-time job and all that. Um, But there's a lot of help being given, right? There's a lot of help being given by the government. There's a lot of help given by the city. And, uh, you know, somehow, you know, we do have, uh, you know, slightly higher delinquency compared to what we used to have before COVID. But, you know, our break-even occupancy is like, you know, 70%, right? Uh, You know, that means 70% of collections is what we need to run the operation profitably and we are collecting like almost 90 percent right uh, so you know we are doing well in terms of our break-even occupancy for to make sure that our expenses are covered and we are still able to cash flow
0: so for your investors the ones that are investing are do you how do you work with them are they investing in a specific property and how the property performs has an impact on their returns or are you giving them fixed returns
1: so yeah so you know they we we usually do deal by deal, so we buy one deal and we we raise money for that deal and then we the next deal we raise money for the for the second deal, right so so yeah, everybody invests by deal, right and whatever profit that we get from the deal is what we split right So if the profit drop we split, a low number. If the profit goes up, then we go up higher. There are structures that we can set up where we can say like a fixed return, a pref return, preferred return, right? So maybe 7 or 8% and then on top of it, we do a split, right? So sometimes people do, you know, there's a lot of fees involved, right? So I, I explained this very well in my book, passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate on how does this whole thing work. But in general, yeah, it all depends on the cash flow from the real estate itself. So... You know one question I, I want to ask is about property
0: prices that like mm-hmm. you mentioned, right? So mm-hmm. when you look at property prices and uh, you know, and I'll give you some examples that I was looking at myself, right? Mm-hmm. so when you when you mm-hmm. look at property prices, what you see is, let's say there's a property out there. And I'm going to throw some numbers here. Let's say, you know, 100, 150,000. Okay. In some, uh-huh. some, some neighborhood, there's a property uh-huh. that's giving a rental income of uh, roughly 1500 a month or so. Now, when you look at properties in the area generally, you know, they would probably be somewhere in the 75,000 range or so. And now when you look at the, uh, the taxable assessment value, It would also be somewhere on par, you know, between 60,000 to 80,000 kind of a thing. But, you know, Uh whoever's selling it is selling it on the cap rate. You know, they're they're Uh saying, okay, this is fully occupied. There's a cap rate of X, you know, whatever, 10% or so. So that's why this property is this price. That's how most of the pricing happens on the seller's end. Now, for a buyer to buy it at that price... They would have to buy it, they would have to maintain it, they would have to continue with the rental income, and there's no guarantee that when they sell, it will go for a similar price. Is this generally how the market works, or
1: am I missing something? No, no, that's absolutely how the market works for the normal people, right? So when someone come in into the market, and that's exactly what they see, they say, how come everything's overpriced? Mm Mm-hmm right that this is not what how it's supposed to be valued right so but we have a lot of personal relationship with brokers to find a better deal mm-hmm. right uh than what the general public can get right at the same time, we are vertically integrated that means we are we have asset management, we have property management, we have construction management all within our own umbrella, so we have a lot of leverage in terms of maximizing uh income and reducing expense. Right, compared to a normal people, like what you said, right? If you go and ask a, a broker right now, he's going to tell you, you know, the retail price, right? But we buy wholesale. So when we buy wholesale, and when we have a, a, a integrated, a vertically integrated functions, uh, we makes uh, we make a difference in terms of uh, what we buy and how much we can make money from a, a real estate investment. And how can you make?
0: Uh, how can you get the best deals using off market strategies?
1: so off market strategies uh, you can find you can go direct to the sellers and you start marketing to them and a few things you can do you can do cold calling you can do a cold texting you can do you know email blasting or mail blasting uh, yeah, uh, letter marketing as well to them and you start looking for someone who's willing to sell to you right so that's the best option but is um, but it's, it's also the hardest and a lot of work option right the second best option is work with brokers and brokers know that you are you are a true player in the market. You have a good track record and they trust you and they are able to give you some really good off market deals, right? So, uh, deals that normal public doesn't see. So these are the two big, uh, options that we usually, uh, jump on to get the, you know, better deals from the market. And how long do you generally keep a property before you sell it? Uh, usually we tell our investors like five years, uh, three to five years. Uh, but we have sold property, you know, much earlier than that. We have sold like one property. Within four years, we almost made like 330% in four years uh, because the market was good, the property was doing very well, uh, the equity is so much, you know, it's uh, it has built up so much of equity. We said, okay, let's sell it, right? So At the same time, sometimes we, I mean, we have never done this because, you know, a lot of our properties, uh, we have not reached. Well, we have done, we're almost coming into five years. Sometimes we reach five years and we say, hey, this is a really good cash cow. Why you want to kill the golden goose? or the golden cow, I guess, right? Right. So we said, hey, let's just keep on having it, uh, living it, right? And uh, we usually give voting rights to our investors to vote whether we want to keep or we want to sell. Um, You know, that kind of major decision is made by the investor group. And then you generally buy rehabs as well? We buy, yeah, we buy something, what we call as value add, where we are able to go and uh, increase the income, reduce expense. So basically what you're saying is, we call it value-add, uh, as what you're saying is rehab, rehab properties. But most of the properties that we buy, you know, doesn't look bad. It looks really nice, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you have to go and, of course, uh, you have to go and do the upgrades uh, in the interior, exterior to push up the income.
0: So are you focused only on Texas, or are you in national markets?
1: No, right now we are just doing taxes because, you know, you know, Texas is a really good market, especially now Austin and San Antonio right now, right? These are the two markets that we focus on. These are some of the best markets in the nation, especially like Austin, uh, is number one or two in the STEM, you know, STEM cities, right? Uh, San Antonio is top 20 as well in the STEM. So you're already in a good market. Why? There's no real reason to go anywhere else, right? So we get a lot of investors from, you know, everywhere in the nation to invest with us in Texas. And then when you talked about,
0: you know, value add and vertically integrated business model that Mm -hmm. you have. Can you talk a little bit more about the vertical integration part?
1: So vertical integration, basically we have, uh, uh, especially in commercial real estate, right? Especially like apartment, right? And a lot of times people, you know, have, you know, have money and they raise the money from investors or they buy themselves. But a lot of times, you know, it's very hard to get the skill of property management. Right, property mm-hmm. management is usually people give it to third party. There's so many third party property management company who are professionals. However, uh, the deals that we do is much more difficult deals, a uh, lot more value add, and um, and uh, you know we need that control directly into the expenses, right? Because it's not their baby, right? Third, when you give it to third party, it's not their baby, and you'll be like sitting here and thinking, what are these guys doing, right? So you feel like very frustrated because you have investors with you who are hoping on you to make a difference and if you don't have control on the property management which is basically managing this multi million dollar assets right uh, you feel very frustrated and you feel like it's very very inefficient which is which is true they are inefficient and sometimes you have to give inefficiency versus you know how much you want to delegate right but but we have chosen to integrate property management into our into our company investment structure because we want that control we wanna give the best for our investors to maximize income, reduce expense to the to the lowest level as possible you know we can, I can basically make a call and fire you know someone within you know one hour right because I have my investors not making money, and I'm not making money, and some property manager not doing their their job, right? I can do that, but you can't do that in a third-party property management. So that's how we integrated the property management, which is the most important, crucial step in a vertically integrated. And the other thing we do is like construction management, right? If you give it to a GC, right, Uh, because you do not know construction, but we have learned the art of construction if you give it to the gc then you have to pay them 10 to 20% additional from what you can get if you work directly with a subcontract so we we are the gc in our, all our properties and you know subcontractor work direct with us we manage the money and uh, we think that construction management property management integration into the investment is very critical in making sure that you get the you know fully optimized return for your passive investor
0: so all your apartment complexes you are the property manager too
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, but we have like 40 staff working for us. Uh, my my wife, uh, she runs the property management construction, which is the harder part of, of the whole business. <laughs> um, and I do the uh, investor relationship, underwriting, you know, acquisitions, what I do, right? So, uh, but we have like 40 staff, you know, th- 36 of them are working in the property management companies. Okay, so they're all full-time? Thirty-six. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's full-time. Yeah, we have like three or four corporate uh, people that work direct with us.
0: Awesome. So, looks like you've built a quite a formidable company there in the last six years that you've been working on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a lot of hard work, but it's it's doable.
0: (laughs) Have you Have you ever thought where, like, you know, I'm sure you're working full-time on what you're doing
1: and you're growing and all that? Yeah. Have you ever had the thought that why didn't I start before? Uh, well there's always the hindsight hindsight 2020 right why not I start 20 years ago right so uh, we always think about it but I think everything happened for a reason at a certain part of your life cycle um I mean when I working W2 uh, and I probably some of your audience are working W2 too I mean I got a lot of training in project management mm-hmm. right how do you organize and people management as well and all that is transferable skill when you come business right i mean managing an apartment complex on income expense i mean i know income and expense sounds very simple but there's so many components to it right it's a lot of people business right so how do you manage this whole business it's something that i learned through my uh, corporate life uh, when we are managing projects when we are managing people uh, all that you know it's a transferable skill to business and um, and i'm happy that i I learned all that uh, through my through my corporate job awesome so where, where do you go
0: next? So what are your goals uh, for your company and uh, taking it to the next level?
1: Um, so we are basically looking to, you know, grow, as, 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 uh, grow more. Uh, even during COVID, you know, we are looking at deals right now. Because it's very hard to find yield right now, right? That's, uh, you know, CD is paying 0.02%, right? So there's no other investment giving returns. I mean, stock market is going up, but it's also very volatile, right? And a lot of people don't want to deal with that volatility. And, and sometimes they've got no choice, they go to stock. So, you know, real estate investment gives you uh, cash flow. And gives you tax benefit as well. There's a lot of tax benefit, which is not offered in stocks or bonds, right? So only real estate does that. And people love real estate because you can see a hard asset, right? People you drive by with your family and say, I have a a small percentage in that deal and it feels good, right? You can tell your kids, (laughs) right? So uh, we are trying to buy more as we we go from here, but we're also trying to scale our business uh, gracefully because um you know we are also very busy right so you know growing a company is not easy right there's no you know it's not easy to say that it just hire people and you're done right you have to hire the right people and you have to give them the right expectation you have to give them the right goal you have to give them the right guidance you have to make sure that they they buy into your vision right so so right now we are trying to grow our company gracefully and at the same time grow our investment and be more efficient as we go along right um and and uh we're also starting a foundation to help uh you know orphanages in third world countries, so that's where our ultimately our goal is to increase our investment so that we can help more people. That's pretty awesome
0: so from a from a market uh rate standpoint, where do you see the average rate for investment properties in terms of uh, interest rates?
1: Our uh, interest rate is going to be as low as this or maybe going lower for next uh two to three years so what, what right. is it right right now for? investment properties so right now okay so so investment property is very generic right so but what we buy we buy something called a, a, a you know we buy like 20 million 30 million dollar loans right so right. you'll be surprised to know that at that range the interest rate is much lower than buying a house right so so right now we're buying deal at 2.8 percent or 3 percent interest rate oh that's pretty right? awesome yeah exactly right so who doesn't want that cheaper for money right so um but i think even for houses it's like three percent right now but we can get much lower because we are buying much larger and we get interest only payment for a few years so there's a lot more flexibility from government agency to get loans for apartment buildings right but there's a high barrier to entry not everyone can get that loan right people like us who have experience who have the net worth and the liquidity and the operational experience have uh have easy access right um so, uh, yeah, we buy that kind of deal, uh, and I think the interest rate, if you look at the last like 911 and, uh, you know, whatever, every time the Fed brings down the interest rate, it's very hard for them to bring it up very quickly again. So usually when they bring down this low, it's going to stay low for another, you know, two to three years. That's what the data shows. So as a part of your vertical
0: integration, are you looking at, uh, you know the whole mortgage side of it as becoming a part of it too at any point or do no, you
1: work? not really i mean uh, we don't do a lot of mortgage right i mean we do mortgage we, we leave it to the experts so that's a small part uh, that's a small part of the whole operation we only do mortgage in the beginning or when we acquire and after that nothing changes in the mortgage so that's yep. really not much of benefit of doing the uh, mortgage side of it so what's your plan in terms of a hedge against what
0: could possibly happen with a recession like you know we've seen what happened in 2008 you know we are seeing what's happening in new york in terms of uh, the highest number of apartments ever available out there for rent what we are seeing in rest of the parts of the country in terms of uh, rents dropping uh, by percentage points uh, and i don't know what's going to happen with uh, cost uh, you know prices of uh, homes or apartments, you know, how they're going to do if this continues longer. So do you have a plan in terms of a hedge?
1: So, yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, right now, the good thing is in Texas and the markets that we are involved, we are not seeing any impact at all. I know where you are right now, that's a lot of uh, scare right? because I think New York has been, you know, hit hard and, you know, I mean, in general, people leave the, you know, the state, right? But in Texas, mm-hmm. places like Austin, there's like 300 people moving per day. Right, there's a lot of people. Tesla just announced coming here, right? Joe Rogan, you know, Tim Ferris. Everybody's moving from California to Austin, right? So, it's a lot of in migration happening here to Texas. So we are not seeing much impact. Having said that, there are people you know who are not able to pay, and our you know our delinquency is higher. You know, the collections are slightly lower, uh, and the way we are trying to mitigate that is just by having reserves, right? So. Uh, we have set a strict criteria for payments uh, for our investors. Uh, so if you meet this stress, stress test, then we do our payout to our investors. Otherwise, we said we are going to keep all the money you know, as a cash reserve to make sure that nothing happened in the next six months, right? So we have stopped, uh, we have reduced a lot of our capital uh, expenses, our projects, we have reduced a lot just to reserve cash. So, so our hedge is just making sure that we have a more reserve uh, to make sure we are able to meet the uh, debt service, whatever debt we take, we are we are able to meet that. At the same time, uh, just strong uh, property management, making sure we are able to collect rents from uh, people who are able to pay, and uh, you know, making sure that our all our staff understand right uh, that you know they have to make sure that they are able to you know make sure we consistently collect rents from our residents for whoever can pay. And do you have an exit strategy at some point? Anything that you you have thought of? Uh, not yet, not yet. So, you know, we are, I mean, so right now we are operators. We are basically, you know, people on the ground, uh, running the show, but we also have our own educational program where we teach people how to do like what we are doing at the same time for passive investors, right? How to be, uh, you know, educated, passive investors as well. So we are doing some education, uh, coaching and mentoring as well, but uh, in general, there's no real exit strategy from the properties we have right now. Um, because we are really enjoying it. It is making us good money, making our investors good money as well. Um, and we are becoming, just becoming good at it, right? Why you want to exit right now? <laughs> it's, so no exit strategy that being well-defined right now, apart from uh, we are trying out, uh, you know, some educational coaching, mentoring programs uh, so that people get to know, learn more about, you know, how to get involved in this kind of business because everyone can get involved. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So what, what about, uh, your operating
0: model, how much of mm-hmm. it is virtual? How much of it is in an office kind of a deal?
1: Oh, uh, we are, I mean, for me, my wife and I, we are like, we only travel to our properties once a week. So other than that, we are at home and doing uh, all our meetings and all that. Uh, you know, So maybe like 90% virtual right now. Uh, but all our staff are very hands-on, right? And when we go to the projects, we, we are really hands-on. So that's where the hands-on part comes in. But we are as a... So I said, uh, you know, we are not like an IT job where you can do everything on the software. Right, so this is real people, people work, but we do a lot of analysis uh, and making sure, you know, we are meeting our business plan, you know, uh, using computers, but we do have uh, people working for us and there's a lot of personal touch that's involved as well. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. My podcast is called Achieve Wealth Through Value at Real Estate Investing. The value at real estate is basically another name for commercial real estate, right? Because that's, that's the fundamental of commercial real estate. Uh, we interview a lot of commercial operators, right? Like people like me, and I, I like to learn from other people, how are they doing it? Because in business, I think, there's many ways to do one thing, right? Uh, you know, it's very hard to find from books on how to operate an apartment, rather right? than we learn from other people. So I like to bring in people like me and try to learn from them. At the same time, they learn from me. So it's a bit very technical because we go into very deep details, right? <laughs> so that's that's our podcast. Uh, you know, we bring in commercial real estate operators uh, who are doing deals right now, and uh, we interview them on techniques, uh, tips, and uh, tricks. And how long have you been doing it? Uh, It's almost a year. We have like, uh, yeah, we have almost 20, maybe 25,000 downloads right now. It's one of the rated top 24 real estate podcasts uh, for 2019.
0: Oh, that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because I go very deep. (laughs) So tell us about your book. My book, uh, my book uh, is called Passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate, uh, Insider Secrets to Financial Independence. It's basically a book for people who want to invest in uh, deals like us, in, in a deal like what we do, right? Uh, I wrote a book because there's so many books for stock investing, right? But there's zero books for, you know, uh, how to invest in a syndication on commercial real estate. So that's why I wrote that book. And uh, it was recently mentioned as top 15 book, a real estate book by Jim Cramer's The Street. Right. Which is crazy. Right. And uh, I'm a guy mm-hmm. who came from Malaysia and English is my third language. And I'm getting so much uh, high accol- accolades from, uh, you know, big names uh, for the book. But, but I did spend like one and a half year writing the book to make sure, you know, it's very easy to read. It's very simple. Uh, it's a very easy read. It's when you read it, it's like someone reading it to you. you know? So. Um, I wrote it for you know anyone uh, out there who wanna you know be a hands-off real estate investor and wanna buy in wanna be involved in commercial real estate, right? I mean, uh, uh, as I said, not many people know that you know this part of the investment exists and. I just want to spread the word for people. So it is in Amazon right now. You can go and look for passive investing in commercial real estate. Uh, there's Audible. There's physical book, and uh, you know there's also a Kindle version in Amazon. Uh, but for your audience, uh, you know, I just recently launched a free book campaign. So this book is being given out as as free. If you go to PassiveInvestingInRealEstate.com, passiveinvestinginrealestate.com, investing in real you can get the book for free i mean uh, that's a very small processing fee of three dollars something uh, but you'll get the you know uh, book for free and I would encourage you know the audience just to go and you know read uh, read it or right? at least know what are the options are and and uh, sometimes you know, some free books can change your entire life absolutely absolutely and for people
0: who are willing to get in touch with you connect with you and learn more or probably even invest uh, where mm-hmm. do they find you
1: Ah, uh, they can find me in uh, my website is called Achieve Investment Group. Achieve is like achieving a goal. A C H I E V E. AchieveInvestmentGroup.com. dot com. My email is James at AchieveInvestmentGroup.com. dot com. And if anybody wanna know how to invest with us, just come to our website AchieveInvestmentGroup dot com. And there's a link called Invest with us. I mean, fill up that you kind of know form, and you know you'll get a calendar link uh, with to my you know. To my calendar and we'll, we'll have a 15-20 minutes chat to get to know each other and how it works and all that but absolutely read my book uh, it's simple read it's, it's a best-selling book there's no reason not to read it if you do not want to read it listen to it in audiobook i make make sure because i'm an audiobook guy you know read listen to it on your car um, as i said some books can change your life uh, and uh, you know you have to take that action and you mentioned philanthropy.
0: You meant, you know, I understand you're sponsoring education for about 300 orphan students. Uh-huh. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Where, where are you doing that?
1: So we are doing it through an uh, organization in the, in the U.S., uh, but these kids are basically in Africa, in India and in Mexico. We have like 330 kids, which we are sponsoring on a monthly basis. Um, and we were looking for very specific. We want to sponsor education. So we were looking for like, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of organization giving for food a uh, well, third world country but we want to you say we want to give them education right and there was one uh, one uh, what you call a one organization uh, which is uh, you know just they spread up food and education separately and, and that's what we were looking for so we are giving them we are we are actually sponsoring through that and uh, a portion of our business profit goes to that and that's all from our own pocket. This has nothing to do with our investments. And uh, we are, but actually, as I said, we are we are setting up a 501c foundation, which is basically a, a, a proper, a much more sophisticated uh, philanthropy um, organization. Uh, because we want to grow more than 300 to you know probably a million kids. That's pretty awesome.
0: So, James, this has been very educative and I'm sure it's going to be the same for the listeners in terms of uh, commercial real estate. uh, You know, I know we delved a lot into your transition, transition from someone who's been doing a job into someone who's actually running a company now. And, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the success aspect of it, you know. I'd like to talk about uh, the transition aspect of it so a lot of people can glean from it. So hopefully, you know, the listeners have got their questions answered through the interaction yeah. we had. Before yeah. I let you go, one takeaway yeah. that you'd like to sure. leave with the listeners.
1: Well, our, the takeaway is uh, as your show name, right? Plan B, right? So a lot of my investors use this investment in commercial estate as a plan B. While they have this plan A as their W-2 job, they have create this plan B, which is basically a stream of income. Because imagine you're getting 8-10% from every investment you're putting in and that accumulates throughout the year and throughout the lifetime of its investment. And that can basically replace or basically become a plan B of your plan A, right? I mean, look at what happened to COVID. A lot of people lost their job. Even doctors lost their job, right? Everybody thought doctors are going to be recession-proof occupation. Mm -hmm. And they have been, but COVID has proved it wrong, right? So, and, um, you know, plan B, Could be this passive investment in commercial real estate. Stocks doesn't give you cash flow, right? And stock is not a brick and mortar, right? If something happened, like what happened during Black Monday or Black Friday, right, your money just wipes out, right? But houses or apartments doesn't go away. It's always there. So your money doesn't get lost but you're always able to get cash flow from it. Or if you don't get cash flow, but your money, your capital doesn't, you know, it's very hard to get lost in in that kind of investment. So this could be your plan B, you know, for many people. And a lot of my investors have retired by doing this. Even though they had a full-time W-2 job, they just see so much money coming from their passive investment and they're able to focus on other things once they get all this uh, investment money coming in.
0: Well, James, thank you so much for joining today and sharing your your journey and your knowledge with us. Wish you the very best with what you're doing, and we hope to be in touch again.
1: Thank you very much, Rajiv. Uh, super happy to be here and add value to your audience. Thank you.
0: I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. So that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. Plan B. life is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week we release episodes, the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much.